Hey everyone, today we are looking at Proverbs chapter 27 verses 11 through 13, which um, talks about having good judgment in life, in business and uh, in relating to others, loving others the, the best way, um, how to do that, how to discern when and what is best. So let's go ahead and read the, the text. It begins, be wise, my son and make my heart glad that I may answer him who reproaches me. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Take a man's garment when he has put up security for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he puts up security for an adulteress. Well, for starters, I think we can see that one of uh, the desires of Solomon's heart was that his son or his sons might grow up to be wise men. I think that's a desire that most fathers have for their children. At least I would hope so. Unfortunately, I, for Solomon, I'm not too sure that it worked out that way, but we really don't know for sure concerning all his sons. But, but that's what he wanted for them. And so uh, I think in being wise sons, he hoped that he might trust uh, their works, their deeds, how they live their life, their character. In other words, when someone accused them of being a certain way or doing something wrong, Solomon could see their discernment in that situation and correct the accuser and silence them. I think that may be part of what this uh, passage is saying. Also, I think a family who walks in wisdom, it, it helps solidify the character of or give credibility to each member's personal reputation. You know, whether we like it or not, the whole family um, carries with it a legacy that is a witness of their character as a family as well as individually. So um, anyway, it's a good desire to want your family to walk in wisdom, right? And not only for their sake individually, but also the family as a whole. So Solomon then gives us a, a simple truth statement about wisdom uh, relating to good discernment. Then he follows up with a more complex wisdom problem for us to think through about making good decisions in life. And good decisions are really hard to make sometimes. Life is complex. So this makes me think that Solomon is like a teacher giving a lecture and then assigning his students a problem to solve to help them think through what he has taught them so that they might internalize it. So here's the simple wisdom truth. Verse 12, the prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Uncomplicated, right? Straightforward, I think. You see a bear, you see a tiger, run and hide. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> the cautious, aware, discerning, prudent person knows when something is out of place or not quite right. Um, the flirting woman luring you in, right? The phone or email scammer. You can pick up on the nuances of, of tones. You can read deception in, in people sometimes, or at least red flags that might 
um, prompt you to be more cautious. The world is full of hustlers and deceivers, and uh, most everyone knows that. If you hear a sound in the woods, moving brush or crunching leaves, uh, a growl, right? Don't run towards it. Be aware of the perils out there. And Solomon says, if there is danger, hide. And the application, I think, is hide your heart from danger, right? Guard your heart from the traps of sin lurking around every corner. Stay aware. First Peter 5.8 says it this way, Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Now, I think the riddle or the puzzle to be worked out is in the next verse. Let's think through this. Now, um, verse 13 says, Take a man's garment when he has put up security for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he puts up security for an adulteress. And so in these two situations, what is the prudent course of action, we might ask? What is the right judgment call or, or way to discern what's best in these scenarios? What are the potential dangers that the prudent man would see? I'm just thinking of something maybe we might compare the situation with today. If a person brings a stranger into a bank and he wants to co-sign a loan for him, maybe this is someone who has not really established any credit for themselves. I think Solomon is saying, let the co-signer give something of his own as a guarantee. I mean, it sounds as though the banker may already know the co-signer because the person needing the loan is the only one referred to as a stranger. So the bank does not need a lot of collateral. Uh, the co-signer has established credit already, and uh, banks are not usually <laughs> quite as trusting today, uh, apparently, as they were in Solomon's day. So in the proverb, the co-signer gives an article of clothing something personal that can identify him um, kind of as a, a guarantee that this is actually him that is co-signing and he will make sure the other person pays the loan <laughs> however if the co-signer wants to sign for an adulteress the wise the prudent banker he sees signs of danger here is this man protecting uh, and providing for his lover, maybe? I mean, the banker has known him for many years. He knows his wife. He knows his family. And he wants to look out for him and his family. And Solomon indicates, I think, that when there are red flags, don't follow your heart. The heart is deceitful, the Bible says. Don't follow your desire to make a loan for the bank and gain interest. No, but when something seems like it might be a little fishy, out of place, hold his garment. Yes, this will prove that he was the one who guaranteed the loan. I mean, surely his own wife would recognize an article of clothing of his. I mean, in that day, I expect that um, the wives 
made most of the, the clothes for their family. Likely others in town would recognize that clothing as being something of his. But, but more than that, I mean, take a pledge from him. I mean, uh, maybe something in his own handwriting showing that he's a, the co-signer for this particular woman. Not that he is really actually doing anything wrong. I mean, there's surely good reasons for helping an adulteress. For one, maybe to help her escape that lifestyle. Solomon has said that the simple will not be discerning. They're going to go ahead without seeing the red flags or ignoring them or just not seeing them. And they will suffer for it. So yes, Solomon's example here was about a physical... A problem when relating to ethics, morality, and such. True, but these are, well, these are the things, the ways of God. Prudence, wisdom, discernment uh, in all of life. I mean, the application is seen in the example, but spiritually, there's even more to it, I think. Lean not to your own understanding. I mean, trust God. Uh, all the ways of wisdom can be learned from Him. Acknowledge Him in all your ways. Get to know His character, right? What does His Word say? Uh, It can keep us from making a wreck of our lives. Uh, Think about this. Uh, In our example, wisdom protected the banker from making a bad loan. Wisdom provided full disclosure for the cosigner to keep him from deceiving his family and getting overcome by sin. And it also helped keep the uh, adulterous woman, all those who were involved, in fact, in the light of accountability for one another. So yes, this was a good discerning way to, um, to have good judgment in life concerning all things, and, and including business and charity towards others even. Father God, thank you for your word, Lord, and um, help wisdom to be a part of our life so that we might glorify you with it and find more joy for ourselves and in delighting in you and your word. Uh, please keep your your word close to us, Father. Uh, help us to, to love it and pant for it like a deer does, Father, the water. Uh, you are the living water. And thank you for Jesus that gives us this great gift. In his name we pray. Amen.